0: Guys, gals doing welcome to the show. Yeah, my uh co-host Mike is gonna be on here in a minute. Uh, you know, I'm always gonna fuck with him. We got Big Bob Man, Tales of the King. Man, we're gonna talk about some cholo today, baby. I wonder if we're gonna talk about some cine. Oh my goodness gracious, I always tell my wife that if i wasn't married to her i go get me a good looking mexican girl man because boy can they do the cucaracha i'm telling you that man anyway uh how's everybody out there doing in WMMRDB rockford baby we are already picking up on the country's going out right there mikey ball's gonna be coming and joining us man don't forget to like share and subscribe all that good stuff Sunday nights right here live man live here we go what's up Mikey come in here you little one-legged prick
1: well you got me hidden behind you so that's that you always seem to do that I don't know why I gotta fix it okay no no worries I got it I got it I'm a producer
0: that's why you only have a face for radio man okay no
1: that's your whole deal I'm a YouTuber you're a radio guy
0: Yeah, but you're still ugly.
1: I No, I I don't believe so. I don't believe so. (laughs) I think so. I think I do all right. I think I'm just fine.
0: What are you thinking here, man? You know what? uh, Big Bob reminded me. I wonder if he can hook me up with some cineritas.
1: Absolutely, that man can.
0: I'm telling you what, man, the only thing about Mex- Mexican women, dude, I got I, I grew up with them. OK, the mm-hmm. only they're hot as hell in their 20s and 30s. But get them pregnant. My God, it's over. Ah, shoot. It's all downhill from there. Oh, dude, no. If you tell them the whole ass, they have to make two trips. That's yeah. how big they get. That's
1: rough. That's rough. It can't happen. Listen, listen, it, it, it's not always the case, but it can happen.
0: Yeah, it, it can,
1: but I you don't... know what?
0: I go in. You know what? I'd go into the bedroom and I'd say this.
1: Wanna see my packer?
0: What I had to have to say.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah, but anyway, we know the Hollywood was... dandelions everything.
0: I was telling you behind on the show that the wife's kind of pissed off at me right now. Yeah, that's little right. Little, she a little mad at me. hmm Why and is that? I don't understand why she's so mad at me. What happened? Well, what happened was, you know, I had this thing in the garage, just sitting there, not using it, not doing any of that bullshit. Okay. So I went and traded it for another bike. So I got three, and she's yelling at me, get out oh, of the room.
1: So it wasn't another bike for a bike. You just added to another one. I just oh. added,
0: I just added wow. it to this. I'm going to have to ask Big Bob what the hell's her problem over here.
1: Yeah. I mean, she should be fully supporting, right? Like that. And that's
0: that, like, you know what? That is why I always tell you guys, lease it. Don't ever buy that stuff. Okay. Cause when you get married, besides them getting half of your stuff, they give you all kinds of headaches. That's why if you lease it, you can give it back.
1: That's right. That's right. There you go. And, all the problems go away at, at the same time you know what i mean so boom.
0: well look what's going on with you dude oh my goodness you got one leg and you're losing your hair at 28 what's going on well with
1: well i got a lot of stress i got to deal with your ass i i got to deal with this show and and which is an awesome opportunity but i will tell you it's stressful dealing with you
0: it happens, man. That's the same thing Look. my wife says. You know, that's why I go two minutes with her and I get out of there. I'm busy. Uh, we got Benjamin Hernandez in here. Welcome, Ben. Uh, yeah, it's not like three gals. So you know what? I I really would appreciate that RY if you know my birthday's coming up, Mike. It is. Uh-oh, I'm turning. What do you what do you,
1: what do you want for your birthday though?
0: I'm turning a half a century years old, and I want to trade my wife in for an 18-year-old blonde, but she won't do it for me.
1: Oh, damn! Not but even then, I, then a... I sit there.
0: Then I sit there, and I'm like, "Damn, man! I'm 50 years old, wrinkly balls like Al Pacino, and his 22 year old broad." And I'm like, I, it, "It it grosses me out." It
1: grosses uh, yourself it,
0: out. Yeah, it grosses it, me out.
1: I man. like that. I like that. that so out.
0: you know, uh, can't I get like three blondes or something? Hey, I got Rebecca's in here. She's a lesbo, so. <laughs> You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you can't she... watch.
0: I ask her all the time, can I watch? That's right.
1: Can I I'm just gonna watch. All right, hold on. Just let me see. So oh,
0: I don't get why they have to be so stingy with that stuff. They know men like watching that stuff.
1: I don't know. I think it's it's definitely a um a protective thing. Like it's their ours, you know. Like, I don't know. It's definitely protective. No, they
0: gotta, you know what? They gotta stop being like that, man. Didn't they learn when they were kids to learn how to share?
1: Nah, that's right. Shoot, that's that. You're spot on right there. Yep, got to learn how to share.
0: Well, Rebecca says she's bi, so you know what every woman is out there. I don't care. You, you, don't lie to me. You okay? really, do you, really you really think that?
1: You really? I know that, they too? are.
0: Wow, I know they are. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Why would a woman? So. Well, you know what? You got to look at it from a woman's standpoint here. Yeah, Why they'll look at be... other
1: women and they'll think they're beautiful, but at oh, the same no, it's time, hot not. Bunch and of not
0: we're a bunch of hairy apes. Who would want to kiss me? I do understand that.
1: You know, and that's why there are a lot of probably buys out there. You know what I mean?
0: That's why <laughs> you know? I think they all are. I don't think all of them are. I
1: don't think they all eat carpet like that. But hey, maybe, maybe. You know I'm what? Not sure. It's
0: not carpet anymore. I heard it's hardwood floors now. It is hardwood floors
1: and sometimes a landing strip. You know, those are co- those are hot.
0: See, you didn't have to go through the '90s, dude. You know, they had some bush, man. It yeah, like- you guys yeah. needed
1: like you needed a candle and a treasure map in order to navigate through that shit, huh? It was like, were, the like Amazon, going the it
0: was like the Amazon forest, man. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're waiting for some broad to walk up with a freaking bone in her nose.
1: Hey, do you remember when you used to have to blow to get to the seam? You remember okay, that?
0: Man, you're a little <laughs> weird, dear, bro. You're, you're that was the weird.
1: 90s. That was the 90s for you. You weren't even born then. I'm, yes, I was. 95.
0: You were born in 95? You yeah. you, know what? you weren't even a freaking sparkle in your dad's well, eye, man. No,
1: I wasn't. I wasn't. But I know about the 90s. I'm very aware.
0: I wonder. You know what? I always wondered about this. You know, probably you back in 95. How did you swim and beat all everybody else to the egg?
1: I don't know, but the legless guy won. That's all I got to <laughs> say. I, anyway, I, we're
0: going to bring in our special guest today. It is Tales of the King. He's back there. He's doing a black dragon with his beard right now, combing that sucker down, man. That's right. He's doing oh, yeah, that Vato nice. thing, man. Vato Locos forever, homie. You know, going to get some Taco Bell. <laughs> well, let, let's get in here some Big Bob, man. What's well, that right, Bob?
2: You guys, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. It is the king himself, right? The king
0: himself, man. King of the tail. I wonder, do you get a lot of tail? (laughs) You look like you do. You're a handsome guy.
2: Thank you. No, I've been Uh, married, I've been married over 20 years, so I guess I could say I I do. I do, you know. That's right. Keep that confidence.
0: At least you don't get sickly, Dick, man. That's what I always tell people. Watch who you're doing out there, man. You got to be careful out there now.
2: Hey, so, it's crazy time, you know what I mean?
0: I'm right. telling you, man. So, Bob, man. Yes, Bob, Bob, Bob. Let's hear about you a little bit, man. Let's talk here.
2: What do, you, what do you guys want to know? You want me to just break it down for you? What I'm about? What yeah, I'm about?
0: well, basically, for those that uh, don't know who you are, well, who the hell are you?
2: Don't so, right. go by big Bob, man. My name is... Uh... You know Bobby, and uh, you know I, I host Tales of a King on YouTube, Instagram. Just how it sounds, Tales of a King, and uh, you know been married over twenty years, two daughters. Been riding all my life from dirt to street. Right, Writing nothing new. Um, and we 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 our, our YouTube channel basically what we do is we just show the positive side of what's happening the biker community, events, shops, builders, uh, you know products, uh, painters, you know uh, this things. That I guess people won't show you, or don't want to show you, or maybe are afraid of, right? Uh, Let's let's. Everyone has this stigma of a biker, right? A lot of people do. Well, this is what they're doing. Maybe that on the flip side that you don't know about, and that's what we're here to do. And uh, you know, it's working, man. People dig it. Um, You know, we're blessed. Got to do some cool interviews. Uh, Got to be some cool places. You know what I mean? Uh, Can't lie, but uh, basically that's what we're about. It's a good time and uh, and riding and riding, man. Recently, well, you know what?
0: Before we get into your show, let's get into you. What got you into motorcycling in the first place?
2: Well, <clears throat> we lived in a ranch in the 90s. <laughs> and, uh- <laughs>
0: so you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking bush, okay? You know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we, my, you know, my dad bought me a dirt bike, uh, fell in love with it, man, instantly, which, you know, I think as a kid – a lot of dudes, right? Not everyone, but a lot of dudes want to. They like that biker thing, right? I mean, I see bikers, big beards, and tattoos, and like, man, those are bad dudes. Uh So, started riding dirt bikes, fell in love with it. uh, You know, did it throughout my my life, and uh when I graduated to motorcycles or you know, street bikes. Uh, same what did thing. you
0: uh, What did you start off on? Was it like a YZ125 or no?
2: So it was actually like a Kawasaki, a used old one. I mean, just beat down. It was just, uh, I mean, it was used, right? We didn't have a lot of money. Uh, later years, I was able to buy myself a brand new one, you know, late '90s stuff like that. But it was just an old Kawasaki three-wheeler, and then we had a three-wheeler for a little while too, you know. Just, well, that's just, awesome. Just the love for the for the sport, right? For the for the motors and the wheels, and then uh, we. Gra- I raced for a little bit, right? But before someone starts talking shit, I raced amateur. So, amateur meaning. There's only one dude that did doubles. Everyone else kind of. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> sure. like, yeah, yeah, that's you know, right. So, I hit it a couple of times, but that's as far as I went. That was the end of my racing career. I was like, yeah, now you
0: know work. what you you said you raced, and this is a very interesting topic. A lot of people don't understand how <laughs> much of a sport it really is. How much in shape you got oh, to man. be to ride a motorcycle on a dirt?
2: Right. The you, you insane, and you know that's funny you said that because. I lift and I work out now, but I can't jump on a dirt bike. I haven't jumped on a dirt bike in a few years. If I were jump on now, I probably wouldn't last an hour. I mean, if I were to try to, you know, hit some stuff and to to be in shape, to be able to race, you gotta be, I mean, everything, you know, uh, statima, stamina, uh, physical shape, everything, right? And I was never, you know, I did some things, but never like how people just think you jump on a dirt bike. There's no way, dude, no way. and. If I'm wrong, I don't know, but I, you have to be you have to be uh it's like anything. You have to continually do it, continually do it. And you you build it. The what? You build it. So yeah, it's it's uh arm pump and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, it was cool, it was fun, I had a good time, but uh to do it now, there's no way I had to do it. It'd take me a few months to get back into it. Absolutely. I mean,
1: let alone you're you're like six foot eleven, you know, let's let you're ridiculously tall, you know. I actually got the 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 pleasure of riding with you in a pack with uh, Joseph from the Mayans, actually. Yes. yes. And uh, we we rode around all the way out from L.A. to San Diego, and we had a great time, man. And uh, no, you dude. got you got to lead the way on that. And what I was getting at is, you get to ride these big, super big, you know, bagger Harleys that are tricked out. I mean, your bike is insane. Like one of the Thanks. best motorcycles I've ever seen. Like it's just magic. But you. you've got that kind of weight and then you've got you go straight to a dirt bike, that thing probably feels like a total feather. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, how does this even heat me up at this point? Because you are a big dude, to be honest. You are a tall big guy.
2: Bro, I would jump on a dirt bike probably for it's been years. I don't even mm-hmm. own one anymore. Own one. I think last one was dirt bike in my mid twenties. Maybe oh, your, you maybe late twenties. You know, I'm in my forties now, so. Now,
0: well, you just said it. You're in your 40s right now. 43, and yeah. The motorcycling community is having a lot of problems with getting kids into the sport. Do you think that major networks should start showing more of, you know, motocross or uh, Moto America type of stuff to get these kids involved and off the YouTube or off the uh, Xbox?
2: That's a good question because that, you know how do you how do you engage them if they're not even engaged, right? If they're not right. watching to begin with. Um, but I do think so. I do think that'd be a good thing. You know there's, I, don't, I don't have nothing against the the new age, right? It's, it is what it is. Here we are. But at the same time, there has to be that that division, right? That's uh, okay, you can be on your phone, your home or your tablet, whatever it is, but during these hours you got to be out. I think it. I think we do need to bring back somehow. I don't. I don't have the answer or, or what the remedy. But yeah, somehow because personally, in my house, we don't have cable. So and I have girls anyway, but they're older. But if they wouldn't have known about that anyway, unless it was from me, like they don't care about the motorcycle scene. Pretty much, like they grew up with it. Tattoos, motorcycles. Dude, they don't. That doesn't bother them. So, right. but if they if they're introduced, if they're never introduced to it, it might have. Right. I'm speaking of girls. So. Maybe if you have kids or, or even boys or whatever introduce them to it right introduce them look at these dirt bikes here's this in and, and, and anything anything sports whatever because I think a lot of households too don't have cable like myself right we don't have cable we don't watch it we watch movies or you know like you guys do a lot of editing or a lot of the things on on just on Wi-Fi are you know streaming so I don't know that's my take I, but I believe if there is a way they could they could bring it back somehow yes. I
0: think so how do we get these kids away from the thinking cuz they are the entertainment generation is what i call them and they see a lot of shows that ain't uh spreading a good light on the biker scene how do we get it into their head that that's not real this is what everybody's really about like you said on your show you're showing the different aspects of what goes on in the scene
2: that's a good question, man. You, yeah, you're coming today, huh? Hey, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think uh, for one, being real. Um, a lot of, a lot of the, the influencers, right? And I hate saying this. Technically, yes, I am an influencer, right? But whatever, you that's are absolutely part of, absolutely. That's part of my nature, right? And, and I hate saying that. But being real, right? This isn't all glitz and glamour. And and Mike, Mike will Michael I don't, I, I'll say that shit all the time on my channel. Look it. You know, we were here, here, here the last two weeks, but guess what? Back to reality tomorrow. I gotta get up at 3 a.m. for work. I gotta go yep. out and do my thing. So if they could understand the the separation of social media and real life, that a lot of times it's there's like clout chasing. Just quick, quit showing the kids that, that quit clout chasing. Be real, be organic. Now I get it. Some people have a character, right? I understand that. I don't think I have a character. I'd like to think I'm pretty pretty uh transparent, you know. No, you for are. some reason when the yeah. camera turns on, I turn serious. That's not a character, that's just my nature. I don't know. But outside of that, I'm I'm pretty chill, I'm a you know, relaxed guy, I like to have a good time. But for some reason, for some reason for myself, when the camera turns on, it goes like instant like business. And
0: yep. But if we
2: could show if we could show them, look at this is this is, you know, one side of uh, just one side of it, right? It's that much of life. You still have this much life you have to get through.
0: Well, I like that you said that, and I like the fact that you said that you wake up at three o'clock in the morning to go to work. A lot of people need to understand that bikers, even, you know, diamond holders, that's what they do every day. What you see right. in the entertainment field is not what it is. Hardworking people taking care of their families, putting food on their table, and I think that's being lost with all this type of entertainment. Like you said, influencers and stuff.
2: I think, I think what, 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 what has been taught and what is being projected is it's a way out. And it's really not, you -hmm. you know, that small percentage may hit. And my God, if they do, congratulations to you, badass. But you got guys like, you know, myself, like Bell, like yourself, who's been in it for a while, you know, I'm still waiting for my time, but if it never happens, it never happens. At least I know what I did, what I, what I did while I did it, it did something. But I think what they're, what they're preaching is do this YouTube, do this TikTok, do this Instagram. You're going to blow up. You're going to blow up. And people are selling themselves. People are selling themselves for totally a little percentage, but a big percentage is probably for nothing, probably Mm. for nothing. I mean, you know, I get deep in this, but I'm not, it's, 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 it's it's
1: very true. You're spot on on this. You know, I love that you're diving actually into this subject because it's very true. You know, what
0: I, what I want to know from big Bob is who he is and off air. I want to know about his work ethic and why you would tell say your daughters why it's important to go to work.
2: Okay. Well, I've been at the same company for, it'll be 20 years in January. Um, oh, wow, hell yeah. Yeah, started, so, you know, I started, I've always been in uh, in uh, industrial uh, construction, meaning I built tanks at one point, uh, oil tanks, water tanks, big risers, and I moved on to a cement plant, Been that's where I've been most, uh, well, uh, 20 years in January. Um, you know, we get up, we go to work. The importance of it, right, I'm union, union I'm union proud, I'm proud of that. But you can't make a living by staying at home you can't make a living by being lazy right um, I have a daughter in college right now she's 18 she's going to you know uh, Cal State I got another 15 year old they're both smart they're beautiful that's how i tell them, look looking. the 18 the year old works goes to college full-time and she she stays active in the gym. she works out daily and I, those are just things maybe you know they' see me do and people and, and people ask well how do you stay how do you stay so busy? And do everything you do. And my answer is, I don't know. It's so normal, right? If you want something, you have to do it. It's as simple as that. There's priorities and then there's things that you love. I love lifting. I love training. Is it a priority? It's not. Absolutely not. Training and working out is not a priority. But you know what? It's something I enjoy to do. So I'll find an hour, hour and a half to do it. And that right. just goes like in life altogether. If it's something you love, you'll make time for it. Now, get me wrong. Things happen. You hit and miss. Traveling, you know I me, mean? we're doing this and that. But for the most part, it's it's just finding it's probably going to sound wrong, but this is how I feel. It's not finding the balance. I don't have a balance. I don't know how I do it. I just do it. I just execute it. It's as simple as that for me. Someone else might say find the balance, find the balance. My balance is just making it happen. That's that's all I can say. I'm not you know, I can't tell you how to do it. I can't teach you how to do it. It's just if you want something, you have to go and get it. And it's that's how I was taught. And, and I hope it passes down, you know, they're, they're driven, they're focused as far as my kids go. And, you know, we're not perfect, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to paint a perfect picture, but that's just, that's just how it's going. That's the reality of it.
0: Well, as as a union worker, you just, you know, you brought up priorities and I always tell, you know, my kids, there's nothing better than going to work and coming home, beat the shit, but at least, you know, you accomplished something.
2: Right, right something was done there yep. was some, some product 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 productivity done excuse me for the day yep. hey whether it was two hours or eight hours whatever you know you, did no, you
1: dented it you actually made an impact by being there you know and that's right. that's something that i got to enjoy before you know where i was basically kind of focusing full-time on this and before i lost my leg Having that career out of sea, that's basically how I felt is every day, though it was the hardest work of my life, you know. Um, I seem I it felt gratifying knowing that I actually did make an impact of like for the world for the right. shipping. You know right. what I mean? And so it actually made a dent. And just like your work, you do the same thing. And you are very busy. I can attest to this. I follow you and watch what you do, and it's crazy the amount of stuff that you do, um, do within a day. And you're, you're actually like a guy that I know, um, who is, he schedules his day literally by like the minute it's like crazy. Um, but they're really organized with their calendar. Is that something that you use and utilize or no?
2: Absolutely not. I've tried it. Wow. I'm going to be honest. I've tried it. I've tried the I tried using. uh, now I will use like the calendar for reminders and, you know, the, the, but just the basic that. stuff, just the basic stuff. I, I, I keep all of it in here. A lot of my stuff is routine. Now, if I'm traveling or you know, we're doing shows out of town, whatever, that's different, but the daily stuff, um, are, you know, it's just, I, it's, I just have to attack it and it adapts to me. I don't have, I blame it. I've tried Friday. I've tried the calendar thing, I've tried everything. For me, it's just, if it's important, like I said, I'll put it in my notes or my alarm. But throughout, through and throughout daily, it's just, uh, it becomes this habit. Um, now, recently, it was kind of cool. We've been kind of slowed down on everything, especially like uh, October coming to the end of uh, like uh, traveling for like Tales of the King and stuff. So I'll yep. be able to have the couch time with my wife. So after, you know, after workout, whatever, we'll come home, watch a movie, you know, sip some whiskey, whatever, chill out. So I always enjoy that. But once like once it gets going, it's just like, you know, balls to the wall. We're going, you know, yep. and, but, uh,
1: and his stuff is is incredibly cinematic. I mean, it's movie grade. It's incredible. You know, the the quality that this man puts out. And it's actually an honor that you guys don't even some of you guys don't know. Having Big Bob on the show right now, he's interviewed some of the most incredible legends in on his show and yep. uh he's he's never really on the other side of being interviewed so it's really kind of cool for him to be on this side of it because he's usually the guy interviewing i don't so think i really like cool. it.
0: <laughs> You're like
1: i don't like this position. Yeah.
0: Now you mentioned that you got in the dirt bikes early on but what got you into where you're at now the Harley Davidson?
2: Oh, my What God. made
0: it so special to you?
2: My dad uh, so he rode and, uh, uh, you know, he rode and I got my bike my first, I bought my first new Harley after he passed away. So I never had to ride with him, but, uh, he was like, like my influence, right? He, there's like, oh, uh, dude, he was my real hero. Right. I'm not trying to tell him whatever, but he really was right. He was a bad dude. And I say that in a way of not physically, not, you know, to me, he was a bad dude. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh. And so that him and uh, you know, he wasn't tattooed like me. I mean, he we we look alike, like you know, but he wasn't like heavily tattooed. Um, he rode, he had a good time, you know, just like what I'm doing now. Except, you know, I do I do what I do, you know, all this other stuff. But uh, that was that was the the gateway really to getting a Harley. And I can't lie dude, I like as a as a youngster, I love the tattoos, the beards, you know, the just the the party scene, like all that cliche stuff. That was that was me, and I still—that was like what it.
1: you were about. Yep. I still,
2: I still, I still, about it. You know what I mean? A little, a little yep. calmer now, but you know. Uh, no, I've been, I've
1: been around Big Bob when he's partying. <laughs> I've been around. Trust me, I, you can get a little while. It's cool.
0: So, what was your first bike? What was your first Harley?
2: Two thousand six Softail Deluxe. Mm-hmm. I wrote an FXR for a while, and I rode a GSXR for a while. that. GSXR didn't last long. It was a couple months. But uh, the uh, 2006 Softtail Deluxe. Cholo it out, of course. Bought it well, 2000.
0: What, what What drew you to that bike?
2: The gangster look. Yeah. gangster look. And, you know, it's – I never was a gangster. I never was uh, uh, gangs or anything like that. Um, but I just, you know, it's – maybe it's just in my blood. You know what I mean? Like, that's just my – that's my thing. Uh, we had, you know, obviously had the white walls at like 21 in the front 60 16 in the back. 18-inch carnivals at that time, um, Samson fishtails, thirty the 39th the cholo's right the the stupid big well they weren't stupid to me but back then yeah, people but were like, everyone loved yeah. yeah and you know that's with- what just kind of come about
0: with the cholo style it's one of my favorite ones but a different way to me because I'm huge in the lowriders mm. and the and the artistry that actually goes into a cholo. A lot of people they just look at it as style and stuff. To me, it's a work of art. The wine. Oh, absolutely paint. it is. Am I no, right on that?
2: You're right. Because my my deluxe was it was uh stock paint. Uh we had the white walls, of course. We had the apes, we had the fish tails. I never got crazy with it. Now when I got my road king, um, you know, I had a lot of years. It was all five as well. I had it for a lot of years, just about three years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, I asked my wife on the painting. It was black, had black walls, 21 spoke, 16 inch, you know, rear, uh, we had straight pipe, straight cut. So it was kind of the opposite of my, of what the Deluxe was. And my wife said, let's let's paint the bike. I'm like, I don't want to paint the bike. I haven't washed this thing, washed it in two years. Why do I want to paint it? You know what I mean? Then I got to wash it. So my buddy, OG tartuga shout out to him. Uh, he painted his bike, his Road King. I said, damn, that looks clean. So my wife said, Well, you know, just have them paint. I said, Look, this will we'll do. Okay, because you know, I got listening, right? I got listen to mama, right? She wants to paint it. I said, Well, paint it, throw some new wheels, and maybe some air suspension. So this has something to it. Long story short, that thing went frame up pretty much. Um, paint, air right, front, rear, tunes, uh, chrome, just it went, it went off. It went off. And uh uh it, it turned you- into the bike.
0: What do you think about the style? Uh, go ahead and show his bike, Mike. Well, this, bike.
1: this is his bike now, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you guys, he, when I'm I tell you, paint, yeah, yeah we, he was just about to get to this paint because this, this is some serious stuff. And, 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 you know, you guys are going to be like, oh, wow. All right. You know, this is some serious deal. That's
0: what I'm talking about right there. It's got the gold. It's kind oh, of you have
1: gold. no idea. Every <laughs> nut and
2: bolt is custom.
0: How many many spokes you got on that one?
2: That's a 60 fat spoke.
0: Oh, man. That's what I'm talking about right there. But look at the style, the lines of the Cholo, what I'm talking about, how uh, hugged up to the frame that the front end is. I wish you can get it bigger because I can't see because I'm blind as a bat. I need glasses. But uh, what do you think about the artistry when it comes to the paint?
2: Well, the the guy who painted it, who built it like i said our old Oji La Tertuga, i told him he dude gets nuts he gets down i mean he's ridiculous he's, do, he's done literally award winning like a lot of guys bikes and i said look at bro i i'm not that dude right i like my shit simple just clean you know just let's just go and uh he kept telling me let me let me do some so i just you know what when <clears throat> i dropped it off at his house i said do what you want but remember I'm going to be on it. And, uh, meaning I feel like your bike has to match you in some way. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like you are your bike. That that's who you represent. That's who represents you. You know, that, that's how I feel. If it sounds cheesy, but I really don't care. I feel like you, what, what you're on is, is you. And, uh, when he did that, he, he came up, I didn't see it till it's done. I said, I don't want to see it till it's done because mm-hmm. I didn't want, you know, he does like, he does crazy patterns and crazy lines. And, and that, the way he did that was simple to the point, and it's just all. And what's crazy is he he's done a lot of bikes, but you know they're not similar, but you know that's his paint. I don't know if that makes sense. You know what I mean? No, that makes
0: big sense. Do you, you know, think that the lowrider or the uh, Chicano-style motorcycle is an extension of the gifts of the Chicano lowrider scene?
2: Oh, 100%. 100 percent that's a it, it stemmed off the the low rider scene i mean the air ride the white walls the the spokes you know what i mean the way it sits low the fish tails of sound my i have an 88 inch so my my eye rattle coming down I sound, like, I sound like an old bomb yeah you, know
1: you I mean? are loud it, it's definitely <laughs>
2: that sucker's loud yeah, i was so behind was you on that ride it definitely comes you know from from the uh the lower scene it's definitely a branch off which it's actually becoming its own know become its own thing now you know which is
0: huge Mm -hmm. it is huge and the care that you put into your motorcycle where you said okay i'm gonna sit back and let the artist paint it for me right what was your reaction when you first laid eyes on it being all customed up?
2: probably like that (laughs) (laughs) straight up I'm, i'm not a visionary right i'm gonna be honest i'm not a visionary so i can't sit there and say let's do this the weird thing was when it was torn apart i was able to see more i know it sounds funny but together i'm not a visionary so i remember when the first time i saw it i was one of those things where like nah that ain't mine is it like bro that's that's my road king he's like yeah i mean it, i was blown away like unreal wow. I, I never not only did i never want and i don't mean disrespectful i never wanted a v club let alone I now I have one. How I never wanted one. You know what I mean? Does that right. make sense? I mean, right. I go to the garage every night. I mean, I open the door when it's home and be like, "Damn, look at that sucker!" Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> it, and it's even now. Right now, it's in a shop because of, you know, had we had a, I'm away to Arizona. last week, we had some issues. So I ride. You know, I ride. So people ask, yes, I ride.
1: Yeah, he um, actually rides that bike. By the way, guys, actually rides. Right, uh,
2: Even up to last week, before we left, was, probably, was it Thursday night, up in the garage? I'm like, yeah. you know, It's been a couple of years since it's been built like that now. This is, to me, right. it never gets old. I don't know. You know and I, and I talk about a lot of dudes who have built V-clubs or built bikes just in general, even like performance. And they're like, dude, I just go up in the garage. I'm like, that's my girl. You know what I mean? Like, there she is. Well, put a yeah. lot of work into it. Yeah.
0: Move, oh, yeah. Move, you know what? I, 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 go ahead.
2: I Now it's washed every month. I don't, I don't. don't. Now I don't play
0: that's <laughs> well That's moving great. on, uh Bob, let's talk about the Tales of the King, what it's about, and you have done a lot of great interviews, and I'd like to know who your favorite one was.
2: That's a good one. Um Wow, you can put in a spot like that,
0: huh? <laughs> Hollywood show, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: shock jock. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite one because a lot of them have element different elements of of uh what they do right you know we did danny dixon of dixon flannels um we've done uh mike's mike uh pro lids from mike's pro lids we, yep. we interviewed mike um you I know got one, i got one speaking of names ones. you know what i mean i'm, I'm name dropping here i usually i don't do that you guys <laughs> know me i'm not like that no that's um, absolutely right uh joseph of the mines right they all bring something different. I don't think we've had one interview that was the same. So, but as far as a favorite one, I don't think I have a favorite. I think I, I just I just I just love to to be out there. I mean, let me tell you, I'll tell you first of all, to be even accepted, right? I DM'd Danny Dixon on Instagram. Straight up. I say, hey man, yep. a couple of years ago. I say, What's up, bro? My name is uh Bobby. Da, da, da. I still have a YouTube channel, you know, called Tales of a King. I love to, I love to have you on if, if you're able to do it. He was like, let's do it. Took a few months to figure out. We finally did it, bro. And insane. that dude, the hospitality nuts. We showed up there about 9am. We didn't leave until almost 10pm. I mean, we just, we did the episode. We partied. He bought us food, his drinks. I mean, we hit it off. Good times. Solid dude. Nothing but good times. Um, you know, what's
0: what's the payoff uh, like for you doing all that work in the background, and finally you got your interviewee sitting right in front of you?
2: Is payoff uh, was like is like wow we did this. Um, I say we, or It's only two of us, but and of course you know naturally everyone's evolved whether whether your family people support you, it affects everyone, right? They may not be there physically, but it affects them. It's tricky. So the payoff is for me is like, damn, we actually did this. You know, we were actually here. Um, They accepted our invitation and we did it. Now, in a little sense of payoff, there is no payoff. I guess what? I drive back home Sunday. I go back to work Monday. What did I make on that? Absolutely nothing. I spent about $500 in gas and hotel money and food. And that's what I'm well,
0: out. I'm, I'm not talking about money-wise. I'm talking right, about... Right. But
2: that's good. That's
1: actually good to know because we talk about that often as well. That YouTube is... People have this glamour thought about what we do. But really, realistically, it's not paying out like people think it is. But right. yes, Hollywood had did, did have a different angle. If
2: I could do this... What else can I do? how 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 much bigger right? how much farther can I go? and and uh, I would like to go bigger eventually, but one thing I noticed about our show is people dig the everyday dude, the everyday shop, mm. the everyday you know builder, the guy who makes a product out of his garage and now manufactures is it through someone else right? because they can relate to those people. and oh, so yeah. we try we messed around with the, you know this uh, I guess celebrities in a sense whatever. And one thing we found is people—I uh, guess they can relate more to the everyday blue-collar or whatever it may be. And so for mm-hmm. me, the payoff is the fact that Danny Dixon, right? Uh, like he said, no publicity is bad publicity. Not that he needed ours, but you talk about someone, some of these other other people that we interviewed, who maybe they said, "Hey, well, after the show, I got ten orders," or right after the show, I had like you know fifteen people hit me up about builds or right. you know wanting this done, wanting that done. To me, and that's what it's all about, right? That's what the show's about—is bringing light to what everyone's doing. Everyone else is doing, right? That's and that's the payoff—is the fact that okay, what we're doing is actually working. Like, damn, dude, you built three bikes since you built the episode. That's huge. Like, awesome. You know, so what we're doing is working. What we're doing is actually people are watching, people are listening, even if it's just a, uh, hey, how much for this? And nothing happens. But to me, it's like, dude, they reached out to you. Awesome. So it's working. Mm-hmm. Now they're now you're in their their head and their ear, you know what I mean? Yeah, so and me, Tales of
1: the King, Tales of a King is is incredible like you said about the everyday average Joe, let's just say. Um it's incredible because there are amazing people that aren't celebrities that really put their love and admiration, heart, money, soul into their motorcycles right. and have a real story but have they're not they're not in the public eye like that. And you really get to catch those people that are really like in the underground. It's like they're mega, but you know, publicity wise it's different, you know? So that's where it kind of weighs different on the street and where it weighs different on, you know, that kind of like influencer thing.
2: Kind of funny. You said that because you said, uh, uh, I always tell people like, you know, people are nervous naturally, right? They're nervous. I said, well, after this, you're going to become a celebrity. And every time, bro, like, like I'll get like a text months later. Oh, my gosh, I was in, uh, I had one lady, uh, a, a lady uh, text me from uh, Cancun. She's from out here. She goes, some guy said, you're the lady from the show. And they put it on in the bar in Mexico. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's badass. That, that is badass.
0: Now, uh, when you're, yeah, the- now, when you're producing your stuff, and there's a lot of background work going into it, how do you come into your interviews with somebody? What angle do you want to come at them with? What questions you want to go? What are you trying to find out about them?
2: Basically, today: who they are, what they're about, how they got into riding, um, you know, why this style motorcycle. And, you know, we had a few episodes too where it wasn't about the a motorcycle; it was about what they did. Mm-hmm. And the more, you know, riding was just part of, them and what they provided but it's just about who who the person shop company is whatever it may be um what what they provide events we've done events right so it's more or less who are you and what do you do and and if you know if you have a badass bike then what was the purpose behind this build you know why this company why that company why these bars why those pipes and so just just it's more of a who who are you right and let the people know like they're uh one of the ladies we interviewed, the last lady we call it, you know, we call it this episode "Tales of the King Queen." She's been riding over 30 years. She started off on a oh. street bike, and uh, she's very well known. But she's not well known, right? And now she's like, everyone's like, "I can't go nowhere." I'm like, "Well, that's that's part of <laughs> that's part of this," you know? Yeah. Okay. yeah right. Right. She has an amazing vikla, a, a soft tail, and uh, she just won that come up in the in the scene. She was there riding crotch rockets when in high heels, when girls weren't supposed to be in the 80s, you know, doing right. that. So, so there's always a cool story behind It's not always a sad story right I'm not, I'm not Always looking for a oh woe is Me right nothing against that right But there's always a cool story Behind everyone who writes
0: right? now, now Douche has a question For you Bob do you think That your show is helping contribute To the rebuilding that sense Of community that's Lost in the social media age
2: Hmm well I Social media is here, right? And yes, we have lost a lot of things with it, right? We can't, we can't deny that. I would like to think it's doing something, right? I, I, I like to see it as a positive outlet or a positive, even to see, seeing people see a positive thing happening. Um, you know, one thing I will actually, you guys heard of Bagger Society? We I know Bagger Irvin for a long time. Bagger Society, we teamed up recently. And we're gonna, we got this slogan, right? We're gonna come out of this called Make Riding Great Again. Meaning, why'd you buy a motorcycle? And I'm not, I'm not hounding events. I go to events. But dude, in SoCal, bro, we got 10 events a weekend. It's l- ridiculous. 10 events, easy.
1: Easy. You could easily do that in like probably within a day and a half. You know what and I mean? So it's kind of wild.
2: Our thing is like, you know what? Event, right? I support events, you know, if I'm able to. My family comes first, right? Motorcycle is and has been a big part of where I am my life. But at the same time, it's not my life. That makes sense. So mm-hmm. if I'm able to, I'll go. But we're coming up with this thing, man, called Make Riding Great Again. And what we want to do is next year. We already did it. But we've been in Chicago and we were, well, I was supposed to go to Arizona, but shit should happen. Uh, so next year, I you know we plan on doing some other things I'm not going to mention because, because of obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. Is we want to hit some states. That that people may not have our type of uh, um, style, style, and our our. Uh, I hate I hate to say this again. Our influence, right? Yeah. Like, wow, these guys are coming to, to our state. These guys are coming to our event, but it's out of California or even Northern California. Right? It's a six right. seven hour trip for us. It's a mission. So it's like that's what we want to do. We want we want to call it make riding great again. Get on your bike and ride. Okay, nothing wrong with doing a local event. Badass, like I said, I do, but I didn't buy. I just spent fifty thousand dollars on a motorcycle to ride twenty miles every weekend. Right? <laughs> let's go. And I got caught up in it too. I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I travel a lot. I do this, so that's that's all I was able to do. At the same, at the same token, let's go. Let's let's but let's use what therapy made for it, and that's to ride. So, yeah. do I think? I hope so. I hope so. Maybe next year we'll make a bigger impact. Being try to go as, as much as we can out of California. I say out of California, I'm from California. I know how it is here. You know. Let's showcase what Texas is doing, what Arizona is doing, Utah is doing, New Mexico. Let's showcase, let's show everyone else what they're doing, right? We know what we're doing. It's almost like
1: a different culture in each, you know, it's a subculture in each state or, you know, the more you go into the Midwest and then obviously you go into the East, you get into right. these different styles of subcultures. So- it would be really cool for you to be able to highlight, not just maybe, I mean, cause you don't just do the Chicano culture right. and do that, that Vickla style. Cause at first that was your, uh, basically kind of the angle at first, but then it got so deep where it was really storytelling. And I love it because they're telling their story as you're giving real deal cinematic shots of them actually riding of their bike, them explaining it, talking about it how it was done the engravings whatever and it right. can be it can be it doesn't matter it, it doesn't have to be a vehicle anymore it can be a whole bunch of stuff and that's the the beauty behind what you're doing right now
2: we were in chicago in uh, last month or are we in october october this month a couple weeks ago a few weeks ago and the turnout there was amazing and they're they're trying to build up their community there as as a whole right and the uh, the v latino community and they had a South there. and there must have been know, over 200 bikes that showed up for this run. If you guys have ever been in Chicago, it's not a very, uh, <laughs> I'm from, I'm, that's I'm from,
1: that's
2: his state I'm, right there.
0: I'm from Chicago,
2: dude. That's oh, his city and state. state. Riding, <laughs> no, state I was like, bro, there's three foot potholes, ten foot wide. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh
0: welcome oh, to Shy Town.
2: <laughs> but,
0: where you have to dodge the uh, freaking uh, potholes and the bullets at the same yeah. time.
2: That's what they told me. They told me. <laughs> like, bro, if you get shot, you're kind of screwed because the cops aren't going to do nothing. Else. They, they won't. Tell
0: they me. won't. <laughs> what do you think about how everybody in the biker community has taken to the cholo style?
2: You can't. You can't hide it. Look at. There's a bunch of people doing it. Um, I. For me personally. I think it's great. A lot of people may not like that answer. I think it's great. There's, do there's do right. There's style behind it. There's culture behind it. There's a, uh, uh, you, you got so many styles, meaning you can make your, your vehicle yours and mine look like mine, but they'll look like two different vehicles. You know, you can, yep. you can never, you can never do the same one. And I've looked, I've looked, there's the little bells and whistles that that people change. But the fact that people embrace it, I mean, look at China, Japan, uh, was it Russia or Germany just started building their vehicles. I mean, it's just like a worldwide, it's probably more eye candy. It is, they're beautiful bikes, but at the same time, hey, it's like anything, right? If you wanna embrace embrace it, take it. Like for me, take it, It's it, that's a beautiful thing. You wanna be a part of that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you're right, Jason, welcome to Chicago. Come here for vacation, stay because you got killed. <laughs> I don't call us Chai Rock for nothing, do they? Basically.
2: We're we're out there in uh Paulsons, Palsons, Paulson's? Pilsen, uh, Pilson, Pilsen, yeah. Yeah, right there. Shout out to the uh the uh Legion, American Legion. I can't remember the number, but man, they took care of us Friday night.
0: Man, oh man, you should have went to Humble Park, man, and go went to see Llama, man. There's so oh come on Llama's good Latino American Motorcycle Association. They know how to party down there.
2: They, so they're, llama they're they uh, uh they uh, uh they guided us for the event on Saturday and they came in deep, deep, oh, cross yeah. they, like crazy.
0: Yeah, oh, wow. llama llamas hardcore, man. They're the best guys the party and Gales too, man. The party with down there in Humble Park, man. They got uh the best Puerto Rican food around, I'm telling you. Next time you go to Chicago, let me know, dude. I'll show you around. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I the tour guide. I just yeah. won't take you to the south or west side, dude. I want to live.
2: They said, yeah, they said, after dark, we're not going this way. I said, hey, you get, yeah, you're from here, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You guys take control <laughs> yeah. here. Right? I don't know. I don't want to go down the wrong you might be street. okay, but we
2: won't. Right, <laughs> right. All, you know?
0: <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, how you like that everybody's catching on to the Viglas and the Cholo style, because there is a lot of history out there, as well as the Mexican uh, culture people are drafted or they're getting clung to because of that heritage
2: right and, and there's a lot of people that actually <clears throat> I didn't read a guy in Chicago we went back there and uh yeah I mean he he's, he's from Indianapolis Indianapolis his his v-class soft tail was just unreal his paint looked like it was SoCal paint I mean everything was done I hate saying that Masoka so is the Mecca. Yeah, like, no, it's you know, meant. You know, it's meant. You
1: know? Yeah, for sure.
2: And um, I, I seen this thing a friend of bro who painted this. He goes, "Oh, a guy out here." I said, "Damn." I mean, his bike was this Primo, and I said, oh, "How? What made you want to build a Vika?" He goes, "I just love what it stands for. I love the culture. I love the meaning behind the Aztec warriors behind the behind the goddesses, and you know what it what it means." I said, "Wow, that, that's crazy." I said, "That's awesome." I said, "That's awesome." So people are actually not only saying that looks cool, but what's what does it mean? You know what I mean? What it stand for? Yeah. To
1: where, you back
0: don't, to where you don't have other styles of bikes where people say that. No, this right. is centered around the Cholo. And Steve just said uh, his homeboys in Com- uh, Cambodia and Vietnam are rocking uh, Vico wow. style bikes now.
1: Wow. That's awesome. It's worldwide. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome.
2: One thing I've always said, and I've said it even on my channel and in my, some of the podcasts, is the thing about the Chicano and Latino. I say Chicano and Latino because it's so big now, right? sounds like Chicano. Is we're probably one, and uh, and I say this, I'm just going to say it, one of the cultures you will accept or even allow, I guess, for lack of words, people to be a part of, right? Like, dude, like build the Vicla, build the Lowrider. You got blacks, Chinese, whites you got everyone low riding. Now everyone's, you know, not slowly, but everyone's drifting into the vehicle scene. Where a lot of guys have who have low riders now have wheelbases. And yeah, like,
0: professional monkey just built one out. But yeah, that's one thing I always loved about the low rider crew. Everybody was welcome then.
2: Yeah. There's no there <clears throat> I went to this event. It's called a uh, um Road King Day, right? And it was a it it, it was a it was a ride, right? uh black black uh uh um right right, right and they invited me out i was like hell yeah and i hey bro i'm on it all let's do it i interviewed this guy right and he said man he's like uh we're talking you know, i had him on the mic and he goes there's one thing about motorcycles motorcycles don't know color they only know pavement and i said damn i was like that's hard, that's still that's one, hard. like the most i got the chills i'm like this dude's like some so something's so simple like you're absolutely right Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, right. I gotta. Going, I gotta say something.
0: We're going back to your show. Oh, go ahead, Mike.
1: Well, I just gotta say real quick. You know, me uh, being here in Southern California, being able to actually attend the same events that basically Big Bob is is talking about, and it is, um, you know, the, it's it's primarily, you know, Hispanic, right? But at the same time, what he he was talking about the embrace of different cultures, other people. Let me be the first one to say that when I show up, it is nothing but love and respect Mm. from everybody. Everyone there shows love and respect. It's insane. Like I've never been embraced by a culture like that ever. Yeah.
0: Simple.
2: It's true. Going
0: back to your uh, show, Big Bob Tales of the King, the cinematics behind it. What got you so deep? (laughs) in the the video editing uh the different b-rolls the you got into it it's like damn did he go to film school or something
2: (laughs) so so, that's not me uh i always say i'm just a dummy in front of the camera that's uh uh alpha films alpha films julio who uh so that's the man i met he was 19 i met him at the gym, and. He was doing just, uh, working out videos on his iPhone at the time, but he was doing it for people. I just told him, Hey, look at, uh, uh, I can't pay you, blah, blah, blah. But I would love to do some things with you. Let's do it. And I I told him, I I told him, I said, I can't pay you, but one day it's going to pay off. And, uh, just recently, I'll say this recently, you parted ways uh, a couple months ago, uh, due to the fact he outgrew me and I'll never hold you back. I'll never hold anyone back. And, uh, uh so he outgrew me and we're still everything's good we parted ways in a sense right i told him you need to go literally like so he's out doing i mean he does i won't say i'm not, not supposed to if i'm supposed to but he's doing some of the best builders he's doing their promos videos he's doing all their i mean that's the man right now so uh yeah that's he's, the man he's the cinematic friendly. stuff that's the man behind it the new stuff you know it's me <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, how do you feel being able to build somebody up where they actually got bigger than you?
2: It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Um, Is
0: not a sense of accomplishment in that helping somebody get big? That's what I always say to creators. Get bigger than me. You know, yeah. do your thing. Uh, and it makes you feel good that you help somebody.
2: Well, that, that was the whole reason. Once we took, once Tales of the King started taking off, I realized it's not about, not that it was, but it's not about me. It's about everyone else, right? Yes. No one, no one, my, my name, my face is already out there before this in a sense, right? Yes. But what can, who could I, who's this guy? Who's that guy? Who's this builder? Who's this product? Who's this, you know, blue collar dude that just works his, his ass off for his family. He has a nice lower order, a nice bike, right? There might be some kid going, man, I want a bike like that. Well, Hey. I'm a carpenter. This is how I did it. If you, mm-hmm. you know, imagine if you were a carpenter. Imagine if you got into some trade. So for mm-hmm. me, it's the fact that yeah, what what you what we did and how we maybe showcased you. You know, game over. That's I go home happy. You know, I don't think we've had one episode where no, I asking everyone had this crazy takeoff, but I don't think we've had one episode where someone's like, bro, that was a waste of time. And I, and right. I I hope they would say that. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? It, it's so interesting that you brought up your carpenter. So your carpenter skills help you build something. And you took that to building on YouTube or whatever platform you're on.
2: Right. We interviewed a guy in San Diego named Renee, And uh, he has a sweet road king. He has a couple of lowriders now. But I asked him, well, how, as a, as a, a cement, uh, concrete pourer, you know, I can not know property. proper name, sorry. Um, Well, how did you? How were you able to have this beautiful house, this beautiful, you know, Vikla? He said, "Man, make it work." He's like, "I did side jobs for years and years, and that money I Mm -hmm. set aside." I said, "So you you don't have to have like a business or be this extravagant influencer or have sponsors. You make it happen. You make it work." And he used what He knew. I forget how he said it, but he knew. I used what I knew how to make money after work. Yeah. And I mean, I was like, "Whoa! It could be done. Anybody could do
0: it." how important is it for you to surround yourself with people that can help you grow? Uh, you know, for instance, you know, I work at a shop and you know, I'm like awestruck when all the mechanics are working on the cars and stuff because it's technology, I don't know. And it helps me grow. How does it work with you? How does it work when you help others grow?
2: Hmm. Is it
0: important to have you know, surround yourself with good people?
2: Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, uh, I think like most of us is we have a certain, no, none of my, f- uh, friends on a daily, I guess you could say, or like, you know, people I ride with or people I hang with, they're not into what I'm into as far as like social media and all that. Right. But, but we're all the same, we all have the same goal. We all want to win. We all want to achieve. We all want to get better. We want nicer things. We want, you know, provide better. We want, want to succeed in life. I don't really have, like, Mike. I reach out to Mike. I don't really have a lot of friends, and I don't, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but for me, it works. That are into what I do. Now, there's guys that I, there is a few guys I could, you know, that I could go to, because not even my friends don't understand if I have a bitch about what's happening right here or what's happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, who cares, bro? Really? Like. So you got to have those few people that understand you
1: that can really relate to you rather than they're just trying to understand when someone like me can like understand, like, for instance, your media going, you know, a camera going out for a second and how dramatic that can go, you know, and we're dealing with mega cameras here. We're not dealing with, you know, an iPhone, you know, so, yeah, it's incredible.
2: So, yeah, but it, I, is, I have, it
0: is important for that, uh, isn't it, Bob? To surround yourself with people that want you to do good. You don't want to be around negativity.
2: No, no. You want people who are who are like-minded. And, and, the, and the one thing I've been really focused on lately is, because it's been happening, like you said, people outgrowing you or passing you. That's just the way it is. Hey, you know what? If I was part of that, badass, dude. If I was part of you moving up, awesome. Because I know eventually... Uh, so it's right there. I'm right there. You know, yep. I'm not chasing you. I'm not chasing you. I'm just right behind you. I'm just right, right behind you. Yep. You're so. focused
1: on your own ride, you know, and and you're you're glad that he is doing what he's doing, you know, because you were able to basically put him in that position. Now he's taken off because he does so well. He's so talented, and you're so talented as well. So the same thing is gonna happen to you. You know naturally, if you just follow your daily habits that you're going to get to that end goal blindly without even looking for it because you are putting in the daily habits every day.
2: Exactly. I talked to this guy who owns a clothing brand, uh, years ago to have my clothing restaurant. I won't say who it is, but I see them in downtown LA at the Grammar district. We're buying shirts. You he say, hey Bob, how's it going, bro? I said, it's all right, man. You know, just, uh, I was doing the comparison thing at that time. Now, mind you, I just had the clothing brand. I didn't have none of this. And, um, I was like, you know, these guys are blowing up. He goes, focus on you. He goes, He's like, there's billions of people in this world, not just what's on your social media, not what's in Southern California, billions. He's like, quit, quit worrying about what everyone else is doing and just focus on you. I remember thinking that's so simple. Yet- now,
0: now, as a father of uh, successful daughters and talking about that, how did you approach them on how to achieve their goals in life?
2: Well, you know, a big thing was, uh, I think a big part of that was they've been there. Um, we started a clothing brand. They were what? They weren't even teenagers. So they've been a part of that. We took them everywhere besides certain events, I think a couple Arizona events, that, you know, that I wouldn't be like, no, 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 no. Right. <laughs> like, you know, wild. Um, I think Vegas, uh, uh, the Vegas one, we didn't take them to, but so they've been there. They've been a part. They've seen it, right? They've seen the, the they've seen the, what it takes, the long nights, the early mornings, the road trips. And I want and I have always just told them like straight out, like one of my favorite sayings, if you want something, go get it. Mm-hmm. And because no one's gonna do it for you. I promise. No one's gonna do it for you. Not no no man, you know, no job. If you want to make it happen, you have to make it happen. So I I pushed school naturally, right? Um, but I would say if you don't want to go to school, you need to find some kind of career because you gotta you gotta have some kind of foundation, some kind of a a job or a career, preferably that could take you a long way. And I think, but most of it is just by watching, by yeah, being a good I'm influence. Not perfect shit, you know what I mean? By any means, do, I'm not perfect. Do
0: you think uh, the thing that's wrong with the younger people nowadays is they don't have a say a father figure talking to them about how to achieve a goal?
2: It could be. I, I do believe a lot of times just like, here, go to your room. Here, I want this. I want that. Yeah, yeah. let me alone. Here's your iPad. Here's your tablet. Here's your phone. Whatever. Um, we try to do even now that they're you know a little older. Tried like yesterday we went to the pumpkin patch, and I'll tell them I, I I'll do that until they don't want to. You know they're 18 and 16. You know that's I don't, right. You know it's it's not the same of course. It's a little more. It's kind of, <laughs> different. Gonna it's going to be Let's different. Obviously but, I mean, it's a different experience. We have a good time. We have a good time. It's like, and I told my wife, I said, man, in a couple of years, this, this ain't going to happen no more, you know, until we have grandbabies or that happens, whatever. But I just feel, I feel like if try to be there as much as you can, right. And by all means I, I, all I, all I've ever done is my best. And I'm not, and I'm, I say that because I'm not perfect. Right. I just try to give my all and do my best and show them what work hard, how work hard. Working hard pays off. What it could do, right? um I'm a union worker, right? I, I do have a career. I'm blue collar. That's that's gonna be me until who knows when. You know what I mean? Right. I am what I am, but I'll do what it takes. You mm. know what I'm saying? And, and, and I it. think that you know
0: what you just said was so damn important for kids to hear, and for all those that are coming into the scene. This is what a biker is about. It's not. Uh, what you're seeing on the TV. This is a true biker. Goes to work, takes care of his family, raises a family, and sets goals for himself. He's not uh, any different than the Wall Street guy. It, it, he's not a crook, is what I'm saying. i a crook, <laughs> <isn't it> right? <laughs> but you know, what can we be looking forward to on Tales of the King coming up?
2: Ah, uh, shoot. Well, we got, uh, I got some, uh, so we did a baracho fest a couple weeks ago, which was, uh, which means, you know, the uh, drunk fest. And uh, so we got like a little snippet of that. Nothing too crazy. They invited us just to bring like some light like, candy, some bikes. We bought some viklas and we just hung out party. Um, Arizona trip was cut short. So I won't have anything on that, but bagger society will. A little plug. Um, and then just, I'm going to stick to some local stuff throughout this winter. Um, I want to be home more. So I'll still be doing some small stuff, but just local, local interviews, local meaning, you know, that a half hour, you know, home, every home, get home every night. Uh, but next year I'm telling you right now, uh, we're going to be out and about. So look out for us. If anybody wants to sponsor, hit me up. You know, we're always looking for sponsors and stuff just to help out. But, uh, you know, we got one sponsor right now at Inc. and uh shout out to them, man, for always taking care of us. But obviously you guys know what it takes to, to do the damn thing. It takes, uh, you know, a lot. So uh but no, right. just more content, more fun, and uh more vlog style, obviously for obviously, oh, I like that too. I mentioned go, work, man. more vlog style. Well, you know
0: what? We can always have him come to Chicago in the middle of winter to see how he likes it. Oh hey, bro.
2: Bro those chicago the people from chicago said they would leave if they're able to during the winter <laughs> got yeah. they said, i'm born and raised here and if i could leave i'd leave
0: i would yeah. <laughs> see my problem was always if i couldn't see the sears tower i would get homesick that's how bad it was for me wow. you know if i couldn't see it well you guys probably call it the willis tower but anybody from chicago still calls it that uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you actually had a legitimate thing on that it, that you weren't actually you're not just saying that to say that you actually had like an actual thing about that if you couldn't see that a, tower
0: I had a phobia you yeah know, you had, had like not, a legit
1: phobia like a legit phobia, yeah
0: yeah, wow. a lot of us in Chicago we couldn't leave uh, if we didn't see that tower, we were too far.
2: <laughs> so are you, you're still there now?
0: No, I finally got over that, man. I moved out. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you know, the schools got kind of bad for the kids, so we yeah, had to yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but I really appreciate having you on Bob and really getting to know you personally. Thank you guys. Uh, I really like uh, a lot of what you had to say. It was uh it's a good thing for the kids out there, even though you shouldn't be listening to me uh, out in this uh station. You're too young, but uh, if they did hear it, uh, it's a good thing to hear it from somebody like you.
2: That's thank right. you, bro. I appreciate that. I appreciate thank you guys for having me on my like I said My second interview, the first interview was in an airplane.
0: Uh,
2: well, it was called, called the Aircast. Yeah. Wow. That's that a pretty radical. 3, I don't I don't
1: think we could beat that. I don't think we could beat putting you on a plane or nothing, you know, but yeah, no,
0: I'm just, I'm just wondering if you you achieve that mile high club. That's all.
1: That's right. That's right. That's all that matters
0: in this whole story. I don't
2: think there's no right answer for that. I'm gonna leave it alone. Yeah, he, he's just gonna say <laughs> Plead the I'm gonna myself.
0: Well, everybody, that was Big Bob from Tales of the King. Just make sure you go over there and check him out. Real down-the-earth guy, man. Blue-collar worker. Union boy right there, man. What union are you a part of? Uh,
2: USW Local 1247.
0: Oh, there you go. Rock on, man. As well
2: as I sit on the committee. So let's add one more thing to my resume. Wow. Just another another thing. (laughs) Oh, you're
0: on the committee? You a steward?
2: Top five. No, the
1: board. Oh uh, wow, oh, Jesus. Yeah, so you're 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 really, I mean, you're always scheduled. I mean, you're not gonna be posting that stuff on your social media. Oh no, yeah, no, that, that's that's so, but be. but just knowing that you have that on top of what you post, holy yeah. shit. Man. You know what?
0: Uh, you know what for my final question, and it's gonna be kind of a controversial one, Bob, okay. and you might not want to answer it, but uh since you union, where's Jimmy Hoffa buried? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> i tell you what, it ain't wrong, from <laughs> damn.
0: I thought I'd get it
2: <laughs> anyway.
0: Everybody, uh, hopefully, you guys had a good time and all that good stuff. Uh, again, Tales of the King with Big Bob. Man, go check it out, it's on YouTube and stuff. Uh, he's really getting down right over there, man. Uh, cinematics are awesome. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll let you finish off, Bob, and uh, we'll end up.
2: Thank you, guys, man. I appreciate you all. Uh, nothing but love and respect, man, and, and everyone who's watching. Thank you for all the continued love and support. And I always say without any of you guys, anything I do or we do could never be done or accomplished. So thank you. I appreciate it
0: rock on man we'll catch you on the madhouse tomorrow morning you crazy ass hooligans
2: and that's it for a motorcycle
0: madhouse morning mayhem don't forget to visit us on spotify apple itunes and all major podcast platforms for all the